And there we are. We are live on the Facebook what and, up, uh, and Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and everybody else. Well, we're ready to rock and roll this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah. mortgages, loan officers, but what about everybody else who kind of helps out from behind the scenes? We're going to find uh. out what that's like today. Sweet. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> hey James, guess what day it is? S-H-I-T, so baby. happy it's Thursday. Thursday. What up, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> We're ready to rock and roll today. Uh, well, I, you know, Shawnee's got uh, got a, quite a bit of a story, and we're just going to skip intro. We're going to dive right into his story. So coming from, well, Albany, right? No, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. All the way from the East Coast. So that means it's 7 o'clock for you guys. I guess, uh, I guess we want to welcome uh, Mr. Shawnee Caulfield. <laughs> all right dude let's do this thing i want you to tell the audience uh what do you do in mortgages what's going on back there okay so i'm a a team leader slash loan officer's assistant so i work for a top producing loan officer he's actually top one percent in the whole country um, and, uh, you know, we basically, I, we go from start to finish. So that initial call, when somebody's interested to refinancing or purchasing to getting all the documents to the closing table, I'm there with them a hundred percent of the way. And to me, customer service is everything. And, uh, you know, being a good person and helping people, uh, is the reason why I love what I do. Nice, dude. All right. Tell me, uh, how'd you uh, decide to get into this space? Like, uh, you were telling me a little bit about uh, a background of hard work. How does that work? (laughs) So my dad is a retired NYPD detective and, uh, you know, my mom always worked hard. Um, So I come from a family of hard workers. And uh, right when I got out of high school, my dad said, you know, go get your work, you know, go start working now. Um, So initially coming out of high school, I worked for... um, you know, a group home for disabled uh, elderly people for seven years. Um, I was playing football one day and one of my friends was in, uh, he's a loan officer, still is, and he runs his own branch. He was like, Shawnee, come tell the market for me. I'll give you leads, you call, and, uh, you know, uh, you'll be great. You're awesome with people and, you know, uh, you'll be wonderful. Well, that couldn't have gone worse. I was, I was driving from Brooklyn to New Jersey every day. Um, you know, I didn't close one loan the whole six to eight months I was there. Nobody sat down and taught me anything. Um, so I, I basically was talking to people and I didn't even know what I was talking about. So um, after that, I went back. Uh, I became a me- I actually became a mentor to uh, troubled kids uh, eighth grade kids in Brooklyn. Uh, and I did that for two years. And then my wife is a, a senior processor and the guy, the loan officer she was working for the time needed an assistant. And she's like, Shawnee, I know you had a bad experience, but I really think you'll be good. Uh, I'll teach you what you need to know. Come on the team. So I end up working for, you know, the team and with my wife, I still work with my wife. Um, 
Rashani, hold on. Yeah. Before we go into where you're working now, I want to yeah. know my, more about this whole telemarketing experience. First of all, commuting sucks, right? And it's never been a fun thing. It's one of the benefits, one of the awesome benefits of this whole COVID experience is you realize how much time you were spending commuting, how much time was wasted in the car. But you were going to a job that most people uh, don't like doing. And on the other side, most people don't like answering. Tell me about your experience in that telemarketing space. I want to know what it's like from the people behind the phone making those phone calls. What's the environment like in that in that area? Like, what are they trying to get you to do? Uh, you know, what's being encouraged? What's being discouraged? That sort of stuff. Got it. So, I mean, being a telemarketer is not a fun job. You know, just to be honest with you, it's not. Um, it, you know, you're calling people that that ninety nine percent of them don't even want you to call. You know, uh, they cur people curse you out. Uh, you know, they're like, you you know, get a job, but meanwhile you do have a job. You know, um, but it's just a, a bad one. <laughs> and then you know, telemarketing is not bad overall. You know, um, if you're good at what you do, it could be a good job. But I was nobody taught me anything, so I always had fear on the phone because I, I didn't know how to retaliate to the customers saying something because I didn't have that knowledge. And once my wife helped me gain that knowledge and everybody around me, uh, I, I, I was soaking it like a sponge. And now nobody could beat me on the phone. You know, you, you, um, got, you come off like you have a lot of confidence though. You know what I mean? Like it's hard, it's enough, hard enough to pick up the phone and, and do it. But you sound like you were you were gung ho. You're gonna do it anyways. Yeah, I mean, I was. That's a good way to put it, actually. You know, um, but like I said, I didn't know enough about it. So when I was telling these people, you know, they were asking about interest rates and what my payment is, and I I didn't know anything. You know, so I would hand it off, and then you know whoever sold it sold it after that. You know, that's that's got to be uh, that's got to be a tough experience, right? Like. Uh, however, you at the same time get a lot of at bats. I mean, that you've been in this in the space long enough to know that the more practice you get in talking to people, in working through objections like that, getting people to get past that initial no, uh, and getting more clarification. I've uh, I've I've read before that no doesn't mean no as an N O. It means they don't know enough, like in K N W O, right? They just that. don't know enough information. Mm -hmm to decide to make a, a choice. So your job as a, as a sales rep, especially when you're getting people on the phone, is to get past that initial no and give them enough information so that they question, they think, and you give them the opportunity or uh, the opportunity to make a, a positive choice. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, it's a great analogy. Uh, All right. So you, uh, so you leave this uh, telemarketing space and you end up doing uh, going where? So I end up being a mentor. Um, one of my, uh, you know, she's like family member. Um, she worked for a public school in Brooklyn as an assistant principal. And uh, also I knew the principal as well. And they said, you know, she called me, said, Shawnee, do you need a job? Um, you know, we're looking for mentors to help the kids. Um, because when I was younger, I wasn't the best kid in school. You know, uh, I got kicked out of four schools. I put my parents through hell. Um so I was like, yeah, of course. Wait, hold on. Love, you got you kicked know. out of four schools. Yeah. Yeah. All man. right. There's a story <laughs> there, dude. You got to tell me a little, like James got kicked out of a school once, right? He got kicked out of one school, throwing mm -hmm. a book at a teacher. You got kicked out of four schools. You got to tell yeah. me a little bit about that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, basically what, you know, in high school, um, I was on all the sports teams. I had a sports scholarship to a private school. I went there from freshman to junior year. 
junior year, I like lost a hundred pounds. I was ready to go. Like I was practicing basketball every day. I was excited. Um, we had these five new kids come in, uh, from another public, uh, from a public school because they had gotten into a fight and they were, uh, banned from the PSAL, the public school athletic league. So when they came over, they were like, all these kids in the school are rich. But I wasn't rich. I actually grew up in, you know, uh, you know, like I, I wasn't rich at all. You know, I grew up from a poor neighborhood and, you know, uh, you know, so he he thought, you know, he could just walk over everybody because the rich kids were scared, you know. Um, so he came over one day. I'm eating lunch and he threw the food down and he's like, pick my shit up, fat ass. So I blacked out. <laughs> I punched him. Uh, he, he was out cold. And uh, I was so, I, I started crying. I didn't start crying because I punched him. I started crying because I knew my parents were going to be upset, you know? I'm like, oh my God. So I ran down and uh, the security officer for the school was actually a cop with my dad and my uncle. So he was trying to hide me and protect me. But, uh, you know, I ended up not getting invited back. Uh, but it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. That's a nice way of putting it. That's a nice way yeah. of putting it. I got, I did not get an invitation back. All right, that's school number one. Uh oh, did we lose him? Oh, I hope not. Mike, uh, Sean, are you back? All right, we're gonna we're gonna wait for Oops, him to come. I was back. I was muted on my mic. I was like, oh no! All right, we'll wait for him to come back here, dude. He's frozen. Yeah, he's frozen. So you might have to come back in. You know what? That's all right. Uh, let's go ahead and just dive right into. Ham's insurance tip of the day. I forgot to put my banners up. Here we go. All right. So Ham's insurance tip of the day. We're going to talk about split limits versus combined single limit. A lot of times when I ask a prospect, uh, what are the limits on your policy? They often answer with, oh, I have full coverage. This is one of my favorite answers because I know that I have the opportunity to educate. Insurance policies are typically written as split limits, meaning there's a specific limit that the company will pay per person involved in an accident and a separate limit that they will pay for the entire accident. So if you have a good policy with limits like 100, 300, your company will pay $100,000 per person involved in an accident and a maximum of $300,000 for the total accident concerning bodily injuries, okay, injuries to your body. There will also be a separate limit for physical damage to property, such as the other car or if you crash into a house or a fence or, you know, telephone pole, whatever, all these other things. So there's separate split limits. Another option, though, is a combined single limit or CSL policy. In a CSL policy, there's no per person limit. So one person could get injured as much as $300,000 or $500,000, depending on the limits on your CSL policy, and no separate limit for property damage. So you get to decide which is best for you. Talk to your agent and have that conversation. What's better for you, split limits or combined single limits? That is your Ham's Insurance Tip of the Day. Follow me on Twitter at InsuranceBroHam.
Is he All back? Right, yeah, I'm back. Hey, hey he's sorry. back. Nice. <laughs> sorry, guys. It got it got super interesting. So, all right. So you yeah. got you you got uh, you got kicked out one time. You told me about the fight. You yeah. got kicked out three more times. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Well, Come on. It, it was actually three. I'm sorry. It was three. Okay. So, okay. So and, two more uh, times. Yeah. In fourth grade, um, we, we you know I went to Catholic school most of my life, and I'm grateful my parents sent me there because I wouldn't be as intelligent as I was today if I didn't. Um, because I have I I've been to all three sides. I've been to public, private and Catholic. Not many people could say that, you know? Um, uh, public school is so far behind that it's scary, you know? Um, but yeah, so in the fourth, uh, fourth, fourth grade, uh, we had this teacher called Miss Miller, and we called her Miss Miller, the redhead killer. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she was a born-again Christian, and uh, I, you know, I love to laugh. I'm very outgoing. I don't know if you could tell, <laughs> but you know, I, I love to have fun, and I, I don't know what I did, but I was young, and uh, she, she took away my lunch, and uh, she wouldn't give it to me, and she was like, you're fat enough already. So, <laughs> so you know, just things that go on. So I end up, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what I did, but it was, you know, bad. I forget, you know, to be honest, but... Um, so I end up getting uh, my grades also weren't sufficient uh, at the time. So uh, they said either you stay here or you leave. Or stay here, get left, you know, get left back, uh, or leave. So you know, I went to another Catholic school. All right, that's number two. Mm-hmm. That one's a little sketchy because we didn't get all the details <laughs> on number two. All right, all right. So let me, let me hear number three. What was the third one? Uh, so number three was in from seventh to eighth grade. Uh, I went, I was in a Catholic school for, uh, I feel so bad for my parents just talking about this. Like, <laughs> I, and they're watching too, you know, but like, I, I can't even imagine my kid doing this. I feel this you, thing. man. Me too. Me too. This is, this is actually the reason why I don't have kids yeah. because I have a lot of sins to pay for. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. But it was weird because I was, you know, I wasn't a good student. But I, it wasn't. That doesn't mean that I wasn't a good person. Like my my parents raised me to be a good kid. I was always respectful. Um, but like I, I don't know if it was like attention, like disorders, or like not being able to sit in one place. Um, but I, like I felt like I was always like the class clown and things like that. You know, um. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, so, so I, you know, uh, I'm in seventh grade, uh, and, uh, I, I was just, you know, I wasn't a good student. Like, you know, uh, my grades were good at this point, but you know, I just wasn't a good student. Uh, the teachers didn't like me. Um, you know, they felt like I had more control in my class than the actual teachers did. Um, because I would be like, quiet guys. And they would quiet up because they knew I was the funny popular one or whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, so they end up not inviting me back, um, to the school. So I went to public school for eighth grade. So it's weird. I got kicked out of, uh, Catholic school. My last year went to eighth grade in, in, in public school. And then I went, you know, to private school for three years and then got kicked out my last year and went to public school again. <laughs> Man. Okay. So look. Uh, we all, we all make mistakes. Uh, and when it comes to the school system, it's not designed for everybody. I teach high school now. Right. So I know I, I, there's, there's a lot of kids that I, um, and I tell my wife, it's funny. I go, look, this kid, man, I know when this kid grows up, he's going to be one hell of a kid to hang out with. Yeah. He's just not 
great for hanging out right now in my classroom, right? Yeah. There's, there's a disruption yep. in my classroom. Yep. Uh, so I know there's, there's kids like that. James, for example, I, I mean, he I mean, he can even tell you. I'm going to add him back in here. He can even tell you, I mean, the stories we had with James growing up, you would never know he's that same person today. You you were absolutely <laughs> right when you said what you said on uh on you know, I was, you know, I was I I, I wasn't good at school, but I was a good person, right? And that was James. Growing up, James was freaking pretty much the devil when he got when he didn't get his way or things weren't going the way he wanted to. I mean, this kid, he was something else. But today, <laughs> but today it's a whole different ball game. Today he I runs our yeah, he did. <laughs> but today he's got he's he's he runs the entire show. He runs our entire agency. He's put systems awesome. together that are that are you know impeccable in in what we do and how we operate our our company. It's night and day. So yeah. you know the the fact that you know you went through that those things are those things are part of your past. They're things that that happened to you. They're things that you made happen, right? Yeah. But yep. they're also things that shape you and turn you into who you are today. So well, I, looked, you know, I looked at it like a positive thing, you know, uh, even at the time I was always like an optimistic kid and optimistic person. And, you know, I actually, I don't think I would be the person I was, I am today um, because I was the new kid at school so many times that I had to adapt and make different friends. You know what I mean? Like, so I had to uh, like, I'm, you know, I guess, you know, uh, you know, adapting is a big part of life. You know what I mean? Um, so that helped me a lot with like being able to make friends and, you know, I guess I've always stayed this same person if anybody knows me they know that you know okay well um, but those skills translated right so you went to yeah. you've been just what you explained in your professional career you've gone to a couple different places you connected with kids right so this is where this is where it like ties in nicely right you can you can connect with a lot of the kids that are struggling because you were one of those kids you know yeah. exactly what they're exactly you exactly what they're going through you know the struggles that they had so you are able to connect with them on a level that somebody else who got straight a's in high school and didn't have to deal with all this stuff they can't connect the same way a hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And then when I was mentoring, you know, I had a good family. I, ha I have a great family. Like I, they couldn't have given me more love if they tried and supportive and, you know, everything on the above. So I, I don't understand that side of it, but I understand, you know, that these kids need love sometimes and, and they don't get it at home. So you got to be that love for them. You got to show them that you're proud of them, that, that, you know, they could do it. You know, there was nothing better than seeing a kid reach his goal at the end of the year. It was like the best. <laughs> All right. So you move in, you leave, you leave the telemarketing space, mm -hmm. you start tutoring kids, and then you get this opportunity to men to be mentored by who? I, I mentored the kids. No, no. After that, after you leave oh, the kids. Then I, then I went to uh, my wife. I uh, was working for Jason Rappaport at the Federal Savings Bank at that time. Um, so uh, I went from working in Brooklyn to working in Melville, Long Island, which is about an hour drive. But we were living in Long Island anyway at the time. My wife is from Long Island. I'm from Brooklyn. All right. So, so how long? It's did about you end up forty-five minutes from each other. Just so you know, I know you're from San Diego. So yeah, I have no idea the, 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 the geographic location. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. to me, uh, like New York's just one big spot that has a bunch of buildings. I don't know where everything percent. else goes. About thirty minutes, no traffic, but with traffic, it's an hour and a half. Oh, dude, yep. that's brutal. I mean, that's yep, kind of like brutal. LA, right? That's horrible. Except, I, I I've never been to LA, but I bet it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, so did you last there long or when did you, uh, yeah, so did you start going with, uh, I was at the federal savings bank for, uh, 2016 to 2019. I was there for three years. And, and how did uh, you get into mortgages? Uh, how did I get into the mortgages? Yeah. 
so at, like I said, I was playing football with one of my friends at first, and he got me in as a telemarketer. But my wife grabbed me back in as a loan officer assistant. All right. So and, what, what what's that what's that been like for you? I mean, well, twofold. One, uh, and I don't know how personal you want to get. What's it like working with your wife on a regular basis? And the other side is, what's it like working with uh, with loan officers? You know, being that you do all the behind the scenes stuff. So I I love working with my wife. Like it's awesome. It's like a pleasure, honestly. Like you know, uh, we're not one of those couples that like you know, like people ask me all the time, how do you do it? And we actually have another couple in our office that are two loan officers together that are a couple. You know, um, so people ask like, how do you do it? And to me, it's easy. Like she's my best friend. You know, like I, you can hang out with your best friend all day and not get tired of them. Um, plus, she's like the best at her craft. Um, you know, that's, and I, I know I'm biased, obviously. Um, but when I went to Madison Mortgage, um, I was there for a month and a half. And I, you know, I, I ended up telling the broker owner that my wife was a senior processor and she's a beast. And uh, when I told him that, I was like, you know, I know I'm biased, but I'm telling you the truth. Um, so she ended up coming from the Federal Savings Bank and joining us. And now, you know, the broker owner is like, Sean, you were right, brother, you know? She's a, so, um, you know, being a, being a beast at your work means that you are always working for your client. You're always yeah. trying to do the best possible job to be of service to those other people. Uh, do you guys, when you get home, do you unplug or does work continue? Cause I know for me, it's very difficult to, you know, I might turn off the mic, but when I sit down and talk to my wife, I am oftentimes trying to be, uh, you know, conscientious of, of her and not come home and talk about business, even though that's the thing I want to continue to talk about the whole time, right? I, I want to make sure that I'm trying to to think about what she's up to, what she's doing. Uh, and even though, you know, we're both teachers, it's, it's a little bit different because we're in the same industry. So, you know, the conversations might be similar, but but you guys never separate. So, you know, <laughs> unplugging, is that even a thing? Like, what's the, what's that? What's that like? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's unplugging for sure. But, you know, like, uh, we're taking, you know, our job, it, it never ends. It's seven days a week, 24 hours a day. When the client calls, if you don't pick up, they'll call somebody else. So you got to pick up that phone, you know. Um, so I'm lucky that she's in the business because she gets it, you know, she understands it because she sees loan officers work all the time. So she knows that I have to take this call because it's for my family, you know. Um, but yeah, there is unplugging for sure. I mean, we binge watch Netflix all the time. <laughs> you know and then we i have two step kids and we hang out with them and we do fun stuff and you know um it's uh you know i i wouldn't trade it for the world all right i want to get to know you a little bit more we're gonna head into our two truths and a lie segment you ready sean yeah i'm ready all right so remember you're gonna come up with two truths and a lie here we go All right, we're adding James back and into this. Now segment. the fun begins. Yeah. All right. So, and we'll see how many rounds we do this time. So here's the, here's the real shiny. Ooh. You're gonna tell us two truths and a lie. James and I are gonna kind of talk about them for a little bit and decide which one we thinks are the lie. And I'm hearing some pretty wild stories. Yeah. So it's so gonna be a tough one. So the whole point of this is, did we learn about you enough to decipher two truths and a lie? All right. To see which yep. one's the lie. All right. Go ahead. Hit it. Uh, I've only been with two people my whole life, uh, spouses. Um, 
I got a hundred on my Latin. Um, what is that called in high school? The Regents. I got a hundred on my Latin Regents, and uh, I made a hundred and fifty thousand dollars last year. Uh, okay. Well, first of all. Uh, score a hundred on the Latin Regis. Uh, is that a hundred percent or is yes. that like a hundred out of like a thousand? Cause there's, no. a-, <laughs> no, no, no. No, there's a big it's difference there, dude. Yeah, you're on, right. You're right. Man. I tried to clarify it. It's a, it's a hundred uh, percent. A hundred percent. All right. All right. All right. So Latin. hundred uh, percent Latin. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, I'm going to say he made 150 grand last year. It sounds like, you yep. know, the dynamic duo household, uh, never stops working, so I'm gonna go with that one. Um, and what was the first one? Only been with two people. Two people. Hmm. Dang, that was a tough one. You've been to a lot of schools, so you. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell my high school students, I'm like, dude, you guys got you know your pick from three thousand people. Like, there's a lot of ponds. You know, our school has three thousand kids in it, so yep, you literally yep. been able to fish out of a couple different ponds. <laughs> I don't know, man. Plenty of fish. I don't know, you man. See a lot of fish, so uh, let's see which one's the lie, Ham. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, gonna, gonna go, go with a hundred. I'm gonna go yeah, with a hundred because getting a hundred on any particular test is freaking difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't make one fifty last year. I made just a little bit under that. Oh, you did score a hundred on the Latin. I did, oh. and you know, you want to know something crazier? My brother was my Latin teacher in high school. Hey, what? So yep. Rachel says her guess is that two women is a lie. <laughs> Shawnee could have no. been a player back in the day. <laughs> no. You know, when suspect, you're young. Like, suspect. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, no, I've only been with two girls my whole life. Uh, two, long, two long relationships. Wow. Yeah. That, that's cool, though. I mean, uh, I always talk about, you know, James. James wears his heart on his sleeve. So the whole reason why we started our very first business uh, was because of James rolling his truck. And the very mm-hmm. reason why we ended that business is because of James, because he got a broken heart and he joined the Navy. So, you know, this guy is ruled by his emotions over there. James, I swear, you're like my, you're like my spirit animal. <laughs> I'm funny. down with that. I'm good with it. All right, so two women. All right, cool. And it, it did score 100% on that Latin yep, test. Did, All right, you yeah. know what? You got some fun ones. You want to do one more round? Yeah, let's do it. All um, right, go ahead. Give me two truths and a lie. Okay. Um, uh, I was the captain of the baseball team uh, mm. in high school. Um, I played soccer, and I won the Hustle Award. And a private school athletic championship. Um, what's the last one? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, did put, I did put pressure for two rounds. On the spot, on the spot. On the um, spot, yeah. It is. I feel like yep, it's really yep. on the spot. You messed it all you know? up. <laughs> uh, I helped open two businesses uh, with, with my friends. All right, all right. So, baseball captain, soccer trophies, helped run two businesses, open yeah. two businesses. I know it's kind of weird, but I like I don't know what to say. <laughs> all right, all right. So, you said you got sports scholarships, but during the show you mentioned basketball. Even though I pegged you for more like a football yep. player, right? Yeah, I did. I never played football in my life. Besides, like two, uh, we played rough touch after we graduated high school. 
Really? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So yep. maybe maybe when he said football, he meant soccer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I played basketball. I played volleyball in high school. I played volleyball, basketball, and soccer. Uh, then senior year, I played baseball, which was my first love. All right. So um, let's see. I'm gonna go with since you only played one year baseball, I'm gonna say the captain was a lie. No, I was the captain. Wow. Yep. 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 That's so a then toughie. the lie is the two businesses? Uh, yes, that is the lie. Yep. Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, two businesses is a lie. All right, all right. I so, figured we had an entrepreneur on. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I was, I was actually didn't even consider that one as a, as a liar. <laughs> Sorry, All right, Shawnee, dude. man, dude, uh, you got one heck of a story, man. Um, you, you got a ton of energy. You, uh, you're, you're fun to talk to. You got a lot. Of, I, I wonder, is it, is it a New York thing? Like a lot of people in New York get a, get a, you know, a reputation of being kind of jerks, but I, I don't think it's jerks. I just think they're, they're blunt and just where their emotions like right there. And you seem like yeah, that man, type like, of personality. Like I'm, I'm so emotional that like when I first met my wife, she was like, Sean, like you need to like tame it down a little because it's kind of like, you know, like, like, get, like, cause I was so emotional where I would be like, uh, like a loose cannon, you know, like you said, <laughs> I'm, I'm so passionate about everything I do. And that's what makes me the best, you know, at what I do, because I'm so passionate about everything. And if I do something, I do it right the first time in a hundred percent, you know? He, his wife go. said, "You better tone it down, or I'm not yeah. taking you out." Because <laughs> <laughs> we were work, like, like sometimes at work, you know, things get heated, like with the boss or whatever, and I wouldn't hold my tongue. I still don't, um, you know, because if I don't tell people how I feel, how would they know, you know? So, you know, I've never been the one to hold back, you know. Um, even if it's awkward and it sucks, you have to do it, you know. Well, man, we've had a great time with you on the show. I want to wish you the best of luck. I know, I, and you know, for you guys, it's a uh, you know, it's all running on eight o'clock out there. So, yep. thank you very much for coming on the show, sharing your story, Shawnee. It's been it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me, brother. And uh, if you ever come out to New York, you're always welcome, man. Definitely will. I'm be hitting up my my New York peeps, and and maybe you can show me what that geography actually looks yes. like. Yeah, I will, man. I, you know, I'm telling you, you would love it. I mean, I heard San Diego is very chill, and you know, it's cool and relaxed. It's the opposite here. <laughs> it's, it's in a good way where your eyes will be like, wow, people move this fast, people work this fast. You know, dude, I, I hear it, man. Like it's it's a uh, you guys got waves of people just walking through the streets all the time. It's got to be nuts. Yeah, if you can, I just want to, before I leave, I want to shout out Team John, uh, my boss, John Ramirez. He's, uh, you know, like I said, he's, he's a top producing loan officer. And uh, John and Shah Madison Mortgage, they've been so great to me. And um, I, I couldn't ask for better people to be our leader, you know. Um, John fixed my credit when I started working for him a year ago. He said, pull your credit. I'm going to fix it for you. Um, he added me to his credit cards for better credit. And uh, I'm lucky and I thank them. Uh, Madison Mortgage is the best company I've ever been at, and we're brokers, and so we have multiple options. It's just not one place that we could send your loan to. We could send your loan to multiple places and get you the best deal, and we work for you, the client, not the bank. We're not trying to make the bank money. We're trying to have you have the lowest payment possible and the lowest closing cost possible. So I appreciate you guys so much, and I wish you a bunch of success, and uh, thank you so much again. I'm going to recommend you a Facebook group and organization, the Legion of Loan Officers. 
they need somebody like you. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of great energy, a lot of great producers that get together. They do an event, I think, uh, pretty much every year. Maybe not this year because of COVID, but they do a lot of cool stuff. Legion of Loan Officers is one of them I'm going to plug. Uh, James Caton's part of that whole thing. So yep. check them out. Yeah, they. I mean, they have loan officers from around the around the country, and they need some energy like you because you, like I said, you know, just carrying yourself. It's a fun way. I'd love to, you know, hang out with you sometime here in, in the future. Same here, brother. Same here. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show, spending some time with us. Remember, it is SHIT. So happy it's Thursday. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.